Welcome to episode 3 of Nexus Night. I'm Gokuburi, and with me today is my co-host, Ralph Stu. Hey everyone, we have a great show for you tonight. We've got Tempo Storms June joining us at the end of the show, as well as a lot of discussion about the meta and how HGC's mid-season brawl has affected it. Okay, so first off, we had just finished up the mid-season brawl, and it was quite exciting, I might say. Yeah, fantastic tournament. Two European teams in the finals. That's typically something you don't see that often. Yeah, it made for a great story, too. We've got this uh, European division, which historically nobody's beaten the Korean teams. Yep. And we get two of them to the finals, and they're rivals. You know, obviously, I think they're all friends with each other. Yeah, but, yeah. But still, you've got Fnatic, who's clearly a fantastic team and has never beaten Dignitas in a major LAN, and Dignitas, who just always looks great. So, yeah. made for really exciting finals. Yep. Um, so, spoilers. And just in case you didn't watch it, we'll be talking <laughs> a little bit more about the results of the the midseason brawl. Yeah, so the with the spoiler tag out of the way, uh, congratulations to Fnatic for their... Yeah. <laughs> Alright! For their... Uh, for their exciting uh, Game 7 victory over Team Dignitas. Yep. In their hometown. In their hometown. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it was really, really fun tournament to watch. Uh, the If we look at the format from the beginning, the round-robin group stage style with two eliminations per group into the bracketed tournament with uh, a finals that actually goes to Game 7. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what more could you ask? Yeah, right? <laughs> This is 10 days of hots and fantastic play all around. Just couldn't have asked for more. Yeah, and I think coming from the midseason brawl, we've seen a new meta come into light. So do you want to talk about what we saw at the midseason brawl? What was you know, some patterns we've seen and maybe some new sure. heroes getting dusted yeah. off a little bit? Yeah. So one of the biggest surprises for me was the emphasis on stitches. Just yeah. hadn't seen stitches in competitive hots really that that often and dignitas especially favored him in later in the tournament and they proved quickly proved what strength stitches provides there's a clip where uh stitches i think it might have been in the the first series with fanatic jpl lands a hook onto tracer of all heroes yeah and instantly gets deleted there was so much faith in the dignitas players when the hook comes out, they just know it's going to land. Yep. And just, you can see it. There's a Leeming standing right by, and the hook hits immediately. Out comes full Leeming combo, and Tracer just gets deleted. Yep. And that power, that ability to erase a hero. Yep. And then Or just a, even poorly position them. Yeah, 4v5 after that, it's... Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe everyone else is experiencing this as well, but I have seen so many stitches yep. the past couple days. Yep. You know, and they don't they don't land as many hooks as JPL. No. I, don't, I don't know no. why. No. <laughs> he made it look so easy. Right, you just press Q and it works, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought it worked. <laughs> I thought it was a point and click ability, just, here you go. Yeah, oh, it's not? Yeah. It is a skill shot, a very hard skill shot to hit, and seeing it at the top level of play... 
just is impressive. Having Hero League, or excuse me, in Hero League, however, it is not nearly as impressive. Yeah, especially the zero follow-up. Yeah. Or the zero CC too, right? If you're only your CC, if the only CC you have is a Stitches Hook, then the person can just walk away. Yeah. Even if your team's there to follow up with the damage, without properly limiting the hero's movement, they're just going to get out. Especially yeah. if you had something like a Tracer or a Vala, someone with a little bit of mobility. Mm. They're out of position, but maybe you don't get that erase yeah. like you would in a professional game. Yeah, the Malfurion or KT stitches combo. Yeah, dirty. Yeah. Or even Dahaka. I think that came up a couple times. Yeah, yep. Stitches yeah, hook into a Dahaka tongue. A guaranteed tongue. It's pretty cool. I think there were also several other heroes that seemed very high priority picks. Mm-hmm. The most obvious, and we're hoping to talk with June about this, is Uther. Uther just dominated the support meta. Yeah. And I have a heavy suspicion it's mostly due to his level 7 talent, Guardian of the Ancient Kings. Uh, professionals were just abusing that ability. Yeah. Keeping 75 armor for three seconds from once you get the improved duration of the level one w quest talent that's so broken yeah it's just giving your allies heart and shield yeah that's <laughs> way better than cleanse yeah which historically you look at the support meta cleanses a must pick yeah and uther has a version of cleanse at seven just nobody's picking because frankly why would you yeah the 75 armor yeah, you don't need better. to run away from anything. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no need. You can't take damage. What do you need cleanse for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like another D shield almost. Yeah, yeah, basically. You just imagine heroes that are already that already have pretty good sustain. Something like Sonya, or you know Genji, who's got yeah. his own built-in protection and incredibly high mobility, and now suddenly the damage. You know, with a hero like Genji, you need to lock him down. Stuns, roots are really good for that. Heavily countered by Guardian of the Ancient Kings. Yeah. So now you've got this high mobility hero for the next couple seconds. Virtually can't take damage. Like 25% damage is nothing. Yeah. It's a tickle. It's like tickle beam all over again. <laughs> so it's a very powerful talent. Not to mention the fact that he does still contain Divine Shield in his yeah. kit. Which guaranteed value yeah and i think the dynamic duo of genji uther was something we saw a lot in the mid-season brawl just being able to e in dragon blade get the divine shield and just go to town on the enemy team it's quite scary and seeing it at the professional level makes me want to play it and then i'm reminded why it's like not so easy yeah <laughs> same with the stitches <laughs> hooks it looks so easy and then you go to do it and it's definitely more challenging but that combo synergizes so well, just tearing apart the back line, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You just kind of have to hope you can get away, which is very challenging against a Genji, or wait it out, which sometimes you don't have that much health left to wait yep. it out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was um, a pleasure to see. Uther's been out of the meta for a long time. It's been heavily dominated by um, sustained supports which Uther most definitely is not. That's his greatest weakness. Yeah. He's definitely burst CC mitigation. That's his strong suit. And 
it was nice. It was it was kind of refreshing, right? The the meta wasn't the support meta wasn't as stale, and I'm curious once these mouth changes reach the professional level, what we're going to see out of Malfurion and, and how that'll change the support meta as well. Yeah, because he is pretty much, if you didn't get Uther, you got Malf. There's some cases where, like, we saw some Brightwing games. Yeah, Smexy from Fnatic. It definitely a clear uh, comfort pick. Fell back to Brightwing quite a few times. Yeah. And they made it work, right? Brightwing, did they win Game 7 with Brightwing? I believe they did, yeah. And Brightwing... You know, it's a slow, sustained heal. Really good for long, drawn-out fights. But also the global pressure that she provides is powerful. Yeah. And her anti-dive with Emerald Wind and Polymorph. Yep, yep. Definitely not a good burst healer, though. No. Yeah, can't handle burst. <laughs> and taking cleanse at level 7, you know, there's a couple There's a couple good options at 7. The professional play, I believe you only see cleanse for Brightwing. Yeah. For us plebes it's a a hard choice sometimes i personally am excited i think Rhaegar's getting a bigger place in the meta again he's one of my personal favorite heroes um so i'm I'm excited to see kind of where he falls after this next round of of changes he's one of the only healers with cleanse left right yeah they took it away from mouth took it away from mouth so now it's just brightwing Rhaegar, lieutenant morales morales and uther uh, technically, Karazim has cleanse at 16. Oh, uh, yeah. Not the standard level 7 cleanse. I think Lily has cleanse, too. Oh, really? Yeah. But she know. doesn't see much professional play. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wish. I didn't know she had bolt. Yeah. She got her bolt removed. Yeah. I don't know who would take Lily bolt. Over Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> or Double Dragon, if you feel like being cheesy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Bolt Dragon is not as popular as the Bolt, bolt Dream. Yeah. The Malfurion Bolt Dream, which is now built into his kit. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, but back to the mid-season brawl. You know, definitely Uther and Genji saw high prioritization. But on top of that, there was a couple of tanks that seemed heavily prioritized as well. Anubarak almost always was picked or banned. And I think even when he was picked, it was almost always before the second ban phase. Yeah. Uh, very rarely did Anubarak go late into the draft and i believe that's mostly due to the fact that he has such a strong counter with cocoon yes this hyper aggressive uh single hero was very much a a theme throughout the mid-season brawl yeah and anub shuts it down with cocoon yep it was really fun to watch you could see a cocoon come out if the hero was isolated the rest of the team would just collapse from yeah. across the map. They know they've got eight seconds. I'm just going to walk over, get ready for this cocoon to pop, and then out comes the CC train. Yep. Immediately blows someone up. Yep. It's just such an easy way to isolate someone. Yeah. And I'm really surprised it's a point and click. Yeah. It's not a skill shot. Yeah. But it can be dodged. Really? So you can dodge it. Rewind? Uh, I imagine rewind would work. Same with blinks, like Lee Ming's blink. Okay. I'm sure Zeratul's and also Bolt of the Storm. Once again, it's just like uh, there's always those frames right as it activates. Yeah. With that and something like Pyroblast. You can also activate Ice Block or a Self Stasis. Oh, yeah. And that'll okay. you know prevent it from hitting. But the weird thing about that, and I don't think this is a good interaction, but 
the 10 second, uh, if, if you stop it with ice block, it goes into a 10 second cooldown instead of the full uh, reduced duration, which I think is a bug. Hopefully they fix that. Yeah. Because you should be rewarded heavily for, you know, hitting what you need to hit in a five frame window. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a good outplay. And putting the cooldown back to 10 seconds really kind of sucks. Yeah. Not worth trading... Ice block or I mean, yeah, ice block maybe long cooldown. Sixty second cooldown. Yeah. yeah. Anubrak also brings a lot of other stuff to his kit that I think makes him viable. Obviously, the isolation with cocoon is valuable, but he's got built-in armor. He's got the ability to spec into greater armor. He's got disengage. He's got engage. He's got two CC abilities in his base kit. He's got his own self-sustain. He's got a lot going for him. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. And all it took was, b before that, you know, he wasn't very popular, but then he got the armor changes, and that essentially made his effective health pool so high. Yeah. Against mage heroes. So, it's it's very powerful right now. Yeah, and his and beetles can block skill shots, block skill like shots, leaming yeah. missiles, yeah. You know, whatever. Heavy counter. Yeah. So, he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with, yeah. and so much CC. It was interesting. This was the first major tournament where we saw almost no ETC play. Yeah. Uh, his Apparently his recent changes, you know, obviously in Hero League you're not seeing him a whole lot. And there's a, a definite feeling from the general uh, Heroes of Storm player base that he's not good anymore, but it was validated by the pros here. They just have not been playing ETC. I think Fnatic pulled him out because it's a comfort pick for Yeah. Players. But even then, I don't think they won with the ETC match. Yeah. He's just, he's not in the same place. Even though he's in the stun tank, provides a lot of CC. Mm -hmm. Global, if you want Global, to. Yeah. And <laughs> can't forget the Mosh. But, oh, yeah. But still saw almost none of him. That was, that was pretty wild. The the last hero that I felt was heavily prioritized was also Dahaka. He, and obviously we talked a little bit about Mal, Malfurion as well, but Dahaka with his recent enhanced agility changes, like, everybody was picking that talent. Oh, yeah. You just see him... I really like the... So you have the animation for drag that kind of looks a little buggy when he's moving at the full movement speed oh. of enhanced agility. Yep. Right? He, he hits the tongue and walks away, and it kind of, like, stutters the, yep. the, the drag hero. <laughs> That's how fast he's moving. He's just booking it, and so much of the animation doesn't even look good. It's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah, especially once you complete that level one talent, you flank someone, and it's so much easier to land a tongue than it was before with that yeah. increased speed. Yeah, you just get right next to him pretty much instantly, and yeah. that's it. There was a, a Roll20 Esports was playing against, uh, oh, I can't remember who they are playing, but basically they are on Tomb of the Spider Queen, and, and Goku was playing Dahaka, and twice in their Tomb of the Spider Queen game, he came up to the same vent just as their opponents were pushing, and, oh, it was Gale Force. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. It was Gale Force. And popped out of the popped out of the bush, or the, the vent, rather, and landed a tongue and basically secured a kill, and it was just, it's just so powerful. You're having this team fight and all of a sudden there's this giant dinosaur in your in the back of your team <laughs> who dragging you away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
It's like a bad scene from Jurassic Park. Yeah. I'd watch that. Oh, yeah. CGI? Hell yeah. <laughs> Grows an arm out of nowhere because he just adapted to his environment. <laughs> oh, level 10. Yeah. Oh, new arm. Yeah. Starts talking to you like, ass ass. <laughs> okay, all right, dude. <laughs> um, we also saw a lot of Abathur Illidan. Oh, yeah. I definitely think that was another comfort pick for for Dignitas, for example yeah they pulled out a lot of illidan but even then abathur for sure and the illidan with him is just a natural synergy that seems to work really well yeah and cloning a double illidan double illidan double genji that looks terrifying i want no, none, none of, that. of that yeah Ugh. could you imagine you have double genji and one of them's invulnerable dragon blading your back line and yeah. the other one's just hopping around doing Genji things. Whew. Screw that, dude. There's no way. Double resets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Dive the same target, they die. Okay. Oh. <laughs> who, do we, who do we kill now? <laughs> Playing this game on easy mode. Yep. And then Abther's just body soaking in lane. Still yeah. getting XP for his team. One of the really interesting things, the commentary about Abather during the mid-season brawl was a, a lot about what you need to do early game against Abathur. Yeah. And all the pros um, know this, but in Hero League it seems it seems really hard. But basically, you'd see very common, against an Abathur comp, you would just push and take as much siege as you can yeah. on the map. And that kind of offsets the fact that, okay, your opponents don't have as many bodies technically to fight. They're not going to be able to defend. You need to take early game advantages... So that once the late game comes around and Abathur's a monster, you hopefully had enough of a lead early to, to carry that into the late game. Yeah. Yep. And it's easy to fall behind going against an Abathur comp if you don't take that advantage early. And then yeah. it just snows, snowballs from there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, But it's hard on an uncoordinated team. Yeah. But then again, working with an Abathur on an uncoordinated team is, is challenging as well. That's true. Yeah. I wouldn't want to uh, do an Abathur Illidan or an Abathur Genji with someone I've never played with before. Yeah. Which is what you're stuck with in Hero League. For better or for worse, but yeah. that is the, the, the setup now. Same with Cho'Gall. You don't see a lot of Cho'Gall in Hero League. <laughs> yeah. Well, n- n- neither in professional play either. <laughs> One day. One day. I have faith. It happens every now and then, and it gets so hype. But... Yep. It's like those murky picks. Yeah. Now each... <laughs> Each game has that one character that everyone gets so hyped when a pro team plays them. Yeah. Even though they're trash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, we did see some murky play at the We did. Overall. Yeah. In the reverse draft. <laughs> the all-star reverse draft was some of the most entertaining Heroes of the Storm we've had in a long time. Just fantastic job yeah. from the, uh, the, the Heroes of the Storm team getting and organizing that. I really enjoyed watching those games. Yeah. And the whole the whole production was amazing. Oh yeah, definitely. The four man or you know, three man, one woman setup they had to kind of analyze the game, talk about it. There was there was, you know, post analysis work, there was, you know, pre analysis work. It just it all came together flawlessly. Yeah. Grubby drawing on the, <laughs> yeah. the replays. Yeah. Taking his job very seriously. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like the, the little commercials they made too of some of the pros oh, painting. Yeah. <laughs> we have June. Oh, okay. Maybe so he can good. tell us a little bit about his broccoli painting. Oh, yeah. We'll have to ask him for sure. 
Um, one of my, I think my personal favorite was Quacknix's Grayman. Oh. When he realizes he has to draw the wolf form, the, the arms of the wolf are like in the head. So good. Oh yeah, quality stuff. Yeah, just all around solid production. It's really well run. I love the format of the two group stages. Yeah, definitely. Into the winners and losers brackets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everything about Hopefully it. Hopefully, we get more of that. Yeah. Um, I want to see more reverse drafts. Yeah. It's just maybe like promotion events. Obviously, you're never going to do this in a real uh, environment. Yeah. When the stakes are there, but still, I, I just, so entertaining to see. I mean, you don't, you just got to see heroes you don't see all the time. Yeah. Right? We got to see, you know, Gaslow, Murky. There's probably a Nova in there. I don't remember, but. I mean, there has to be. Well, actually, there was a Nova in a real game, too. E-Star versus, uh, <laughs> E-Star. I think, Soul Torturers. They were the on Nova. fire. And then they just fell apart. Yeah, I don't know There's... what was... Yeah, the, the, during the group stages, they were... Didn't they come out in first? Yeah. They looked... I mean, their, their last game in group stages didn't even matter, and that's why they pulled out... Like this hardcore cheese comp with oh, Nova that's Sonya. Right. Yeah, they're doing the like super dive eraser comp. The the leap into precision, precision strike. Yeah, yeah, into there wasn't there another personal combo was it with material. Someone else to dive in. And judgment was it? Judgment. I think it was leap? judgment material. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and we need more of this in professional heroes of the storm, but obviously didn't work out. But they almost fun. had it. Yeah. They almost had that That was game. like the one match they lost, or one game they lost, yeah. I think, uh, in the in the group stage. I think that was when Tempo Storm needed Soul Torchers to take one game off of, at least one game off of E-Star. Well, no, that... Oh, no, it was, it was reversed. The, yeah, it was the other way around. Yeah, that, that's right. That gave Soul Torchers the, the, the tiebreaker match. Tiebreaker, that's and right. Tempo Storm almost, uh, almost lost out. But they, yeah. I mean, they came to... Came to the game and, and performed really well against Soul yeah. Torturers, which is actually an interesting matchup because Temple Storm and Soul Torturers tied in their you know first match together. Yeah, they went one and one after just getting bodied with a four man void oh, prison. That was yeah. so sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it still which, hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah the the production value was great, and I think they've. It's really nice to see the the. Whoever's producing HGC, whatever Blizzard people are working on this, clearly they're they're taking community feedback, yeah, and incorporating extra stuff into their show. Even so, you take a look at the the phase two first week. Already they added something that's it's such a small touch, but it really adds to the the show. It, they change the lights yes. on the show according to what map they're playing on. Yeah. And so Cursed Hollow comes out and you get all this purple and Sky Temples is like reds and oranges yep. and, and browns. And it's just, it, it's such a small thing and, and you never, I never thought about it. Yeah. And then after, once it's there, you're like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. That's pretty rad. I like the green. I think it's, is that Towers of Doom? Is uh, green? Yeah. Or uh, I'm not sure. Garden Tear? Do they play Garden Tear? I don't think that's on rotation. Is it not? I don't think so. No, yeah. I, I think don't think right. we saw it at all. I know there's a green one. Is it like a poop brown color for Warhead Junction? Yeah, just, yeah. Just the color of disappointment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wait, that that made it through the band? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So already they're they're upping phase two, and we're seeing 
some great stuff coming out of uh, coming out of the team for Blizzard. Yeah. Looking forward to what the rest of Phase Two has in store for us. Really excited. Um, what are your predictions for the rest of Phase Two? Because we have some roster swaps. Yeah, tons of roster swaps. I think Tempo Storm was the only team to come come out with the same roster between Phase 1 and 2. With that in mind, uh, I think the top is still going to be Temple Storm Roll20. I expect them to be the, the top two, uh, even even though technically I believe Gale Force was the second place yeah. out of the Phase 1. However, Gale Force has a big roster change. They lost Crowen and Equinox. Yep. And they picked up K1 Pro and King Caffeine. And both K1 Pro and King Caffeine are seasoned veterans of the game. Mm-hmm. But the question is, will the five of them make a good team? Yeah. King Caffeine and K1 Pro have played a lot with Fan. In the past, they played on C9 together. So that's a... I think they'll be fine together. But then there's also Udall and Akaface. And yeah. how are they all going to synergize? And that's yet to be seen. And, and frankly, while they did beat Roll20... Uh, I didn't think either of the teams had a very impressive showing. I think Gale Force has a lot to improve, and and I wasn't too thrilled with King Caffeine Stitches play. Mm. We, I don't know if he ever really plays Stitches. He's yeah, not known for it. Yeah, but he pulled it out several times against Roll Twenty, and I don't think it worked too well. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, obviously, if maybe the first first time playing it in a or in a long time, maybe in a professional setting. Yeah, and you know, Roll Twenty, they just got back from Sweden. It just was got, that next weekend. Yeah, was Phase Two, so they didn't have much of a break. Right, they didn't have much of a break, and how much time did they really get to practice with Goku? Yeah, their new addition, Goku, who was playing. Wait. Who, Goku was on Superstars? Goku was on Superstars, yeah. yes. So Goku was traded from Superstars to uh, Roll20 in place of Yoda. Yoda. Yoda yeah. was on fire at the midseason brawl. I know, man. He was carrying Roll20. Yeah, he was doing really well, and he's no longer there, so... I'm really glad he still played his heart out. Yeah! Even yeah. though, knowing that he wasn't going to be with that team anymore after the midseason brawl. Yeah, I, I don't know all the drama behind it, or what the what the reason for the roster swap was, but, I mean, clearly Yoda was a strong player. And yeah. Goku has definitely performed really well at Superstars, so I'm excited to see how he'll do at Roll20 as well. I think they still have a fantastic team. We just have to uh, kind of wait for them to synergize. Yeah. I don't think they're there yet. I wouldn't expect them to be after not even a week of practice. Yeah. I mean, first HGC game with a new player. Right. All right. Anyways, I fully expect Roll20 to... Uh, you know, they may have lost, but I expect them to definitely step it up and, and place one and two. Uh, on the other end, I think it's going to be really hard for even in death. They seem, based off their the first two matches they played this weekend, admittedly they did play against Temple Storm, which is going to be a hard, hard fight. Yeah. Um, but they got pretty heavily beaten in both games. Yeah. So it's going to be tough for them to excuse me, both matches, it's going to be tough for them to really step it up and, and perform at the same level as the other seven HGC teams. Yeah, it was a rough start for them week one. Sure, yeah, definitely. That being said, I hope they have the skills. I, I don't know much about these players, but I hope they have the, the skills and the uh, 
drive to improve and become better. I what I want most out of HGC is a high level of competition. Yeah, and I think we can see that in in the EU region. Oh, do you see? So the new EU team, one of the new teams. Uh, what's their so name? There's, there's the two new teams are uh, Super so Zealots and Good Zealots. Guys. Yes, Zealots three owed playing ducks. Playing ducks. Yeah, pretty dirty. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. So EU has a depth that we don't have in North America right now. They have enough really good players to where a brand new HGC team can come in and take on seasoned veterans. Yeah. And admittedly, the players on Zealots are not new to the scene either. But they're new as a team. This was their first professional showing under the HGC. And they just cleaned house. Yeah, like cleaned house. And that shows just skill that I'm, I'm worried that North America doesn't have. And hopefully even in death can prove me wrong. I would yeah. love nothing more than to have a, a team out of the open division show us that, yes, we have what it takes to be here and, and improve and, and do better. But definitely a rough start for them. Yeah. But, you know, it's early. It's early. We'll see how the rest of the Phase 2 goes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Crowen, former GFE player, just started a team for the Open Division. Yes. Uh, he's joined by Arthalon, who is a former C9 player, also the pro scene, and a couple other uh, pretty pretty talented individuals. McIntyre? McIntyre, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I personally, I, I'm a big fan of McIntyre. I watch his stream. He puts out really good YouTube content. Yeah. Uh, yep. Analyzing gameplay and uh, also just checking out when new heroes are released, releasing his builds, what he thinks of them, how he thinks they should be played. Really good content. His, I believe his Twitter handle is at McIntyreHots. Check him out. He's a uh, definitely a favorite of mine to watch and learn from. Definitely. So I'm excited to see what, what their team will do. I think, was it the Rob Boss fan? Clan. Clan flub? Yeah, can flub. Minus. Yeah, I got this so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that team that Crone's on... Was the old Rob Boss can flood, flood. Yeah. <laughs> but Airho got picked up by No Tomorrow? No, or no, no Superstars. He came, from, he came from No Tomorrow. Yeah. Superstars. Yeah. So, yeah, so Crowen is now on their that team, and, and uh, I believe their name is Hold It Down. Hold It Down? Hold It Down. So, it'll be interesting to see how they do in the open division. Yeah. I think there's, you know, there's some potential. Really good yeah. players. Yeah. It'd be exciting to see what comes to them as well. Watching the open division is always really fun because one of the one of the big complaints with HGC is that there's a patch difference between what we have in the professional play and what's in the open division. So and sometimes more. Yeah. There's one point we were two, three patches behind. Yeah. Yeah. And thankfully Blizzard heard the feedback and is doing better about that. But I mean, you would get near professional play watching the open division on the current patch because yeah. they didn't have the tournament patch. They just had what was live for Heroes of the Storm. And, and so that was actually really nice because they, while they're not in the professional division, they were almost. Yeah. And so still, you know, better, way better than I'm going to play, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just Diamond Hero League. Who knows? They're, they're way better than me. So it was nice to see kind of define a little bit of the meta from them. Yeah, and learn definitely. From and actually, on that note, we have June from Tempo Storm joining us. Oh, a hero has rejoined the battle. Hello, everyone. We have June, the support player for Tempo Storm, joining us today. Hi, June. I'm Gokuberry. And I'm Ralph Stu. Thank you for joining our show. 
Hello. First off, how was Sweden? Uh, it was... Our showing wasn't too great, but the like, country itself was really nice. I didn't get to walk around too much, but it seems really good place to go. So, yeah. Nice. Was there pretty good places for you guys to practice and scrim before the the games? Uh, yeah, we actually went uh, about a week early uh, to do a boot camp on a place called uh, Inferno Inferno Online or something like that. It's supposed, supposedly like a, one of the biggest land center uh, in the world. Oh, awesome. oh nice. Uh, so, yeah. And Tempo kind of paid us to go there. So that's pretty nice. Did you think there's a lot of value in the, the boot camp? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, like let's say if we didn't have a boot camp and compared to the, what's it called? Like, uh, scrim quality. If we didn't do a boot camp and compared to the we, um, so scrim quality of at the boot camp, it's so, so different. Mainly because, um, EU teams are, you know, better than any team. So yeah. it's, it's better quality <laughs> practice. <laughs> Nice. So did you play a lot of the HGC EU teams while you were there? Uh, yeah, we played a lot of uh, Team Liquid, um, Expert. I don't really know all the names. We, we weren't able to scream Dig because um, they're they're on the group. I think that's right. why they didn't really want to scream us. We screamed Fnatic like once or twice, I think, during the boot camp. So. Nice. Pretty good. How about any of the European Open Division teams that are now in the HDC? Uh, I don't think we screamed any of the Open or the new HS team. So yeah, they're they're looking pretty yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I I didn't really watch them, but I heard they're doing pretty well. Yeah, very very impressive performance from uh, the the EU the new EU teams as opposed to the first showing from even in death was definitely a rocky start for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I guess that kind of shows, um, like EU has a better, um, like healthier scene as in like a, a new player, like, uh, like a new, I don't know the word. There was a word new, new blood. I don't know mm. if that's the word. Yeah. But they're they're more like uh, talented players in uh, you in general, I think. Yeah, definitely a lot of more a lot more depth to their yeah. uh, player base than the NA scene. Yep. Well, moving moving back to the midseason brawl, uh, if you were to critically analyze your play as a team for Tempo Storm for the midseason brawl, what would you say? What what were some of the strengths and weaknesses of of your guys' performance? And what are you hoping to improve before the next international tournament? Uh, I'm kind of sad personally because I don't know what other people think when they watch us, but uh, like us as a team, we know that we didn't play to our fullest potential. I mean, like if we played our best and lost, we wouldn't be too sad. But like during scrims, uh, during boot camp, and um, at the practice area, the Blizzard uh, provide us like we the period wall even against Koreans and some of the U teams. Right. Uh, but then I don't know. 
Maybe... I, I can't really speak for other players, but for me in general, I think I kind of lost focus um, during those... during at the LAN uh, settings, and wasn't really able to play on my fullest potential. So, yeah, so, what, so what do you think you need to do to make sure next time you guys do play at your fullest potential? I actually tried to focus on the game is, itself. Uh, compared to everything else. For example, um, you know, during uh, mid-season, everyone, uh, everyone called us like a throw somewhere. We have a really good lead. Uh, uh, whereas even um, like Eastar, who, who was like a, uh, first seed in a group, like we were really ahead on both of the games, but we ended up throwing. Which I, um, we kind of talked about as a team after, like what we need to fix, which it is getting better um, recently on our scrim. Like we kind of change on like how are we going to do shot call, like how are we going to approach the game, uh, all that. So I think we're um, heading to the right path for now. Awesome. Uh, it's good just, to hear. We have to, yeah, we have to prove it in an actual tournament setting. Yeah, just win BlizzCon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about winning BlizzCon. Like, <laughs> that would, that would definitely know, prove it. Yeah, I mean, that would be just it would be so amazing to win a BlizzCon. But like for now, I I don't wanna set my goal that high yet. Like our goal is so top four on a uh, on a international. So I mean, if that happens, we can kind of step up on our goal. And that's a pretty lofty goal. Looking at the competition you guys have to face, top yeah. four is a tough gap to to close in on. Yeah, but there are some Korean teams that are having some roster changes and some True. I think people leaving the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, who was it again? It's Nobles and Nacho. Living uh, L5 yep. and Merry Day. Oh, oh yeah, Merry Day. Yep. Oh, that's a sad, sad one. Sad. Yeah. He seems like a really, really fun player. Really good guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, I I haven't met him too much. Um, I met him, like, two times. I think two times. I'm not sure. You said two times during Blue's Call. Yeah. I think two or three times. But then... Like he seems really chill and like friendly. Yeah. And oh, that was actual episode. Um, I went to Korea for two weeks <clears throat> after um Gold Lake in China last year. Yeah. Um, I just went there to visit and I asked uh, <clears throat> if I could visit the MVP's um gaming house. And uh, I met Mary Day. It's funny how I made. Uh, I made him at like uh, uh when did I meet him? Guys, it's funny story, but I don't know how to explain it. Like <laughs> I suck at explaining. So basically he carried my luggage to uh, to the gaming house. I mean that's basically what happened, but uh, what, a, so what a good guy how it happened. Was I mean, you know, he's a support in and outside of the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really nice guy i miss him already yeah <laughs> so moving to uh outside of the mid-season brawl moving more towards 
conversation about the support meta. Um, we saw Uther received very high prioritization and definitely uh, Guardian of the Ancient Kings um, just seemed to be the, the priority with, with Uther. Can you speak a little bit to, to him and his kit and what makes him so strong? Mm, oh, Uther. I remember a time where people thought Uther kind of sucked. Even Kran said that. But uh reason why he's like first pick, first ban, a lot of time is, of course, the... What was the skill name? Something... Guardian? Oh, yeah. Guardian Guardian of the Ancient Kings. Yeah. Sorry, I don't don't know any of the taller names. I don't really... (laughs) You need to play more (laughs) WoW. Yeah. You just Um, read the description. Just know by descriptions. (laughs) Yeah. So it gives uh, 75 armor. If you heal... Um, uh, any of the teammate who is CC'd, like it can be anything like uh, silence, fear, stun, root, anything. Uh, and right now, meta, uh, there is at least like one or two CC um, on enemy cub. So, like having a hard, basically hardened shield at level seven is, I think, flat out broken. Yeah, that seems really broken. It's too good. It's insane. Yeah. Especially with Anubarak being such a popular tank. I mean, so so many opportunities to get that 75 armor. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's Anu, who's really popular tank, which has a lot of CC. Um, Moff, who used to, used to be like tier 1, um, has a root. And basically, like you can tell your team to, walk, hey, just walk into the root. Oh, you will get a hell in shield. I mean... <laughs> That basically happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, it's really, it doesn't, like, like when enemy team CCs a play, like, a, like a player, they should get punished. But instead, uh, with that also talent, it kind of rewards of you getting CC'd. And I don't really know how I feel about that. So that's not. I'm sure that's why a lot of people are kind of complaining about it too, because, you know, let's say you have a comp, like a CC below a comp, and you catch someone off guard, but then this Uther just, like, kill them, would just kill them once, and they have, like, hardy shield, and they don't die. So, it's kind of interesting. So it definitely seems to fit into Uther's support play, right? His, his style of support is the burst mitigation, and... Yes. Uh, I assume that's why you take him in draft, right? To kind of fill that niche. Yeah, I mean, he it's true he's uh really good at really good first burst comp, but he also has a pretty pretty good sustain, surprisingly, with um his W. because uh, every time you hit enemy or your team, it reduces cooldown by one. Right. So let's say I feel, I don't really remember the cooldown. I think it's like around like ten or twelve. And if you hit like maybe five, six person, that's already insane value on that W. So yeah, this is um having a burst like here and mitigation is part of it, but he the it's mainly because of that that one talent, the hard hardened shield talent. I forgot the name again. The guardian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh. You know, if Uther dies, he turns to ghost, right? And he heals. That also applies the 
the passive, yeah. the Guardian, which let's say um, other team has a uh, Mafia on level 20, he both silence like all five of five, five of the team and you die, you can just kill, uh, one, kill everyone and everyone has like Kaurusha for like three, three, four seconds. And that's... Uh, that's insane. That's, that's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think... So how would you close the gap between Uther and some other supports that don't see as much play or as much prioritization as Uther does? Honestly, do something about the Guardian. <laughs> because that's like the reason why Uther is like flat out first pick, first ban, even in my eyes. I could yeah. be wrong, but maybe reduce... Um, reduce the the armor he gains. I don't know. I, I think that's what they did on the patch. I didn't really. Oh yeah, I think it went down to fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still a lot, but I mean, I guess Uther doesn't. I don't know. I don't know if fifty percent is enough of an error, but we'll see. Yeah, it's just it seems like we get stuck in this. You know, one support is first pick first ban maybe two and then they get nerfed yep. and we just go to the next one because you know it was yeah. you know malfurion every game mm-hmm. uh before that was you know lucio every game yeah and then ray god ray, yeah the ray god. <laughs> uh it would be yeah. nice to have a system where there were several viable supports like several top tier yep. supports um that at a competitive level would see play. Is there any way uh, with the, the way the meta is now where we could see um, kind of a balanced support meta? Mm, like how like it would be balanced to have a multiple, like a tier tier one supports. Yeah. Like a lot of tier one supports, obviously you're never going to have uh, every viable support, but having a system where there's, you know, not a clear S tier support, and there's just a lot of really good supports that you need for the niche. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like right now, or at least in screams, like, like I feel like Odin and Uther, um, a lot of other, like all the rest of supports are seems pretty viable. Maybe that maybe that's that's just our team. I don't know. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Like. Uh, We'll be playing on the new patch, like a uh, nerfed mouth I um this week I think, versus Shafi and No Tomorrow. I oh. think. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Malfail, pretty... hopefully we'll get to see him oh, in a couple yeah. games. Oh, maybe secret strats so... or <laughs> <laughs> secret OP yeah. strats. Oh, I think June yeah. June and Malfail. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh. I mean I'm, New Melee Assassin. I always Oh. Maybe <laughs> put some into support and Roll swap. There, there you go. go. That's the secret strat. Put on, yep. put on Kerosene. He should be right at home, right? Yeah. Oh, Kerosene. <laughs> oh, yeah. And speaking of uh, Kerosene and other mob, I think they're all um, kind of similar tier in, in my eyes. Um, I know a lot of people think mob is completely like useless because it doesn't have cleansed and it doesn't have like bolt anymore it's kind of like weird um like league of legend fiddlestick out where you kind of have the channel and then oh, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the think... surprise party yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing yeah i think 
Um, like other than Uther, I I did, haven't tried the, I haven't really tried the new Uther yet. But like all, all the other support seems pretty, pretty viable. I'm pretty sure there's some way they could like balance like better. That like uh, support will be more kind of similar tier list. Uh, but and I like as a support player, I'm kind of happy with how the things are right now. I mean, not really happy, but it isn't too bad. Yeah, it could be could be worse. Yeah, yeah, it could be worse <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so how do you think Malf has done with his recent changes? Oh, what changes? Well, so I, you mentioned a little bit about you know he doesn't have cleanse. He's now got this oh. weird bolt channels done or oh. the silence. Uh, he lost the passive mana regen on Twilight yeah, Dream. So uh, those, those are definite nerfs, but is, does he still have a place in the meta? Um, or is it going to be kind of out again? Uh, it's, it's obviously a perfect nerf. Um, he's not going to be like super high priority, I think. But yeah, I, uh, I still see he has a space. Um, on a meta right now. Pretty that, sure that cool broccoli build. Out. Oh, the broccoli! <laughs> oh, I'm really glad. Broccoli is a uh, thing now. Oh yeah, I, I, I love I love the toss. <laughs> get get them hitting really hard. Double E with you know rewind. Yep. Double roots. <laughs> oh, is, wait, is that it? Is that wait? I should start taking rewind at level twenty <laughs> yeah. now. The double yeah. broccoli. Yeah, double yeah, broccoli. Double broccoli. Oh, it's too oh good. get an ABBA in there too? Oh, yeah. Oh, the hat? Yeah. Triple yeah. root. Wait, can you hat the broccoli? I don't know, actually. Oh, that's oh dude, I need to try I that. I'm sure you can, right? You can, you can, uh, any friendly unit, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's insane. <laughs> that's a strat. Yeah, wow. there it is. Get those broccoli snipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what they should do? Like, do you know there's a quest now on the broccoli, like, uh, root talent? That every time you hit root, um, your broccoli increase damage. Yeah. Yeah. Like every yeah uh, every time you get the quest, it should increase in like size to the maximum oh. of like certain size. Ooh. Oh yeah. So it can body awesome. block too. Be, oh yeah. Dude, they <laughs> should do that. Oh, it like get to the size of a garden terror. Oh, <laughs> they might be a little too big, but yeah. <laughs> a little too big. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they might be a little too big. It'd be cool if that health scaled as well with the damage oh, yeah then it because it just it seems like it just gets blown up so fast still yeah so that's definitely the biggest problem with it but yeah. it it gets but, but that then, one hit in <laughs> yeah i mean but then it shouldn't be like stronger than like Gar- gargantuan and stuff you know yeah yeah like the insane quest yeah it would, it would be cool it would be interesting interesting if they actually at least like in size like the health health bar i didn't really care too much but at least in size they should yeah, do it. Definitely. I think Ralph cool. took him in a try mode and did the complete quest. Oh, and it yeah. got up to 9,001. It was 9,001 9, stacks. Oh, my god! So times eight. That's how much it was hitting for. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's like one-shotting the boss. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but that's crazy. <laughs> obviously, it's not realistic for a game, but yeah. it was really fun. I think I think June can land 9,001 roots yeah. in a game. Oh, totally. Oh, 9,000. That is... <laughs> That is this a lot. <laughs> Ambitious, get, get for sure. TLV, Samuro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of Vikings, like Nova. Rexar. Nova, Nova, Nova. <laughs> Rexar. Yeah. Just sit there for like 30 minutes. 
have the best team to play against. Oh. Hmm. Um, so we had a question about Tassadar as well. So we know he's gone through a lot of changes lately. It seemed like every week there was a new patch notes with Tassadar changes. Um, so we're curious what your thoughts on, on him are and if he's in a healthy state now. He didn't seem to be heavily prioritized in the midseason brawl and seemed to be, you know, a, a good situational pick. So we'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, Tess, I think Tess is still cancer itself. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, he's not as like broken as like couple patches ago, patches ago. But I mean, Tess it will be always Tess unless they change like his kit, you know, like a right. shot, like like Tess Tracer, like Tess Vala Oreo. That's that will be always the thing. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you your thoughts on the Holy Trinity, as some people have been calling it. Oh, the te- uh, Tess Valario? Yeah. Is, is that what the people call it? Yeah, yeah. The, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> oh, no, they, they should replace Holy to something else. It's not, <laughs> like it's, the Toxic oh, Trinity. Yeah, yeah, Toxic, there you go. <laughs> and it just, like, it's really, it, it isn't a hard comp to pull it off, but then it's very effective, so... Uh, yeah, something that's good and easy to play. Like, yeah, what more yeah. could you ask for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Like, it's obviously a really good uh, comp, but it's just way too... It's, it's just so annoying. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to... I didn't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit surprised uh, that Zarya didn't see much play at all, if any. Did she I have some games? I don't think I saw her in any games. Because I, I know the when she was at the height of the meta, basically she was considered better than Tassadar because her uh, shields yeah. turned to damage. But we didn't see much of her at all, so I'm curious as to why that is. I don't know. I think Sarah could be still pretty decent. But I guess um, her having like low mobility and kind of... Lowers her priority, maybe. So she can't keep up with the the divey assassins. Is yeah. that kind of the idea? They'll either just chunk her, or she can't enable those assassins very well. That's what I think. Maybe not. Hmm. I don't know. This like I don't know. It's kind of very the like certain point. Like Zara is basically gone. <laughs> yeah. That's that's mm. how it was. I was very upset. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a personal favorite of mine. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, who knows? I feel like Jeffy might bust out some confidence. Arya, they are always known for like a shield comp. So, mm. who knows? Maybe they'll catch people off guard. At least we've shied away a little bit from the shield meta. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a fan. Nope. Super shield. <laughs> <laughs> Because it just draws out the game so long, I think. I mean, like... Like, if, if, like the team fights, it, like, it just draws it out so long. Like, it's not, like, fun to watch. You so, should just... So, that's, that's for me, at least. I don't know what... How about you guys? Do you guys enjoy watching, like, shell comps? I mean, I always draft Zarya, Medivh, Tass, and oh, Medivh. No. Yeah, and a Kerrigan. <laughs> oh, no. And the Kerrigan. Yeah. Yep. Why? Who <laughs> Dang, these people... <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about the shield meta personally. I like the 
kind of the, the, the counterplay and like saving someone last yeah, minute yeah, yeah. or, you know, enabling yeah. them that, that kind of appeals to me, but you have a point, like getting some, seems someone just get blown up. is also really fun. Yeah. That's so true. yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I should just run twin blade variant with Zarya Medivh. There you go. And just cycle through your and Kar- Karazim for the extra oh, speed. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Can't talk. I can't. I can't. These are garbage comps. <laughs> yeah. Tilted. Jin's yeah. tilted. Watch out. Oh, man. If you were to design a new support with, you know, the, the current supports that we have now, <clears> what <throat> would you like to see in a new supports kit? Mmm... Uh, let's see. I want it to have a lot of CC. So basically, nice. good start. Yeah. <laughs> basically, Moth plus Crazy. So the the mobility with CC is that kind of the idea? Yep. Wait, there might be there might be OP though. Yeah, <laughs> that's hella broken. But, 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 but it's fine. Like, I'll be playing it, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I really like supports that are that gives a lot of uh, utility instead of, like, a flat-out health or, like, armor. Like, Uther, I don't really enjoy it too much. Um, I Well, I mean, Uther has, like, Divine Storm, but but in general, like... Um, it just, like, like, supports with those CCs. Um can really like it's really like a playmaking like supports like uh, buff with blink blink silence like roots i just yeah. like those kind of uh heroes in general because i mean who likes to just like heal like who wants to be a heal bot heal bot yeah. you know all the morales mains out there oh no <laughs> suck man i like this <laughs> yeah i think yeah, it'd be really a... oh sorry go for it Oh, no, no, I was just gonna say, like, they're just, like, too boring. <laughs> yeah, it, just to heal. it definitely, when you have mobility and, and CC, those those are enablers, right? Those allow you to be more yep. creative and yes. do things that are more exciting. Yeah, I think Uther should have Blink Storm. Mm. Oh, wow. There There's go. Blink Dream. I think there should be Blink Storm. Blink Storm with <laughs> the extra <laughs> radius. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, dang. Wait, was there used to be like a sprint like divine storm thing? Yeah, sprint oh, divine yeah. storm was yep. the combo in like beta. <laughs> really? Because I didn't play uh, during those uh, days, but I heard like divine storm used to be like size of a like a silence like range on yeah. map. It used to be like huge, and then like you would just sprint and like five minutes on everything. Yeah, it's, it was broken, and they nerfed. The, I mean, Sprint doesn't even really exist in the game oh, besides yeah. what Gaslow's ult. But yeah, I think that's. Oh, and then Tronda's kind of Sprint oh, yeah. ult. Yeah, that's true. And um, you know, and it, Abather clone used to be able to do ults. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Could you imagine double Uther, double <laughs> Uther, Divine Storm? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> wow. What we most OP if you like clone like double. Double what? Double ETC. Ooh. Oh, like double eight second, double eight mosh. second AOE stun. <laughs> double <laughs> ring. Double, double VP. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, but you uh, wouldn't want to stack them. Like you'd want to like space them out. That's true. Yeah, like, basically that's like ten seconds of us. Wait, how long is VP? Five Ooh, seconds. Double saint. Yes, it's four seconds. Four seconds. Four five. 
Yeah. And it's pretty long. That is pretty long. But yeah. Double sync. Double sync uh, would be pretty good. It'd be game changing for sure. Double chromie sand. Wasn't there like what a the, bug? That was a bug. Could... I was about oh, to say that yeah. was that was live. That's not even. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but when was that? Like recent? Yeah, so you could um, quickly if you quickly cast uh, her ult twice before it activated. Basically, it would just create two of them. Oh my gosh, was that in like any other tournament games? I don't think so. I don't think it got okay, it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I, th I think maybe it was the wrong patch, or I think it's Malthale patch since it's Yeah, it, it was oh. the most current patch we're on, aside from the one that came today. Right. Oh, dang. Yeah, so it just got fixed today. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it was pretty broken. Insane. Well, I think that's probably all we had for you today, June. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Are there Already? any oh, no. any yeah. shout outs you'd like to give? Um. Uh, shout out to uh this guy named Goki Bree who <laughs> made awesome uh, emotes and <laughs> the broccoli. I heard he's I heard he's doing some podcasts. I, I heard that too. It's a rumor. Yeah, I heard it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, shout out to my team, like David, and working really hard past couple of days to really perform well on um, on our next game versus Jeffy, especially because we really, 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 really have to win that <laughs> to be able to secure like a top um, top margin of a leaderboard. So, I think you guys them, can do uh, it. Yeah, we we believe. So, so. We believe. Yeah, we're pretty confident. Like. Uh, well, I want to ask something to your question where when you asked, like, why do you think, like, we didn't perform as well on uh, the mid-season? I think, like, me personally, I, I, I think I was the one who distracted, who got distracted the most. Um, like, I didn't practice as hard. I didn't, I think I got too complacent. And I kind of like feel sorry for my my teams, cause I, you know, everyone like made mistake, but I think I kind of let them down on some of the plays, cause I like I rewatched the games. That if I played on my top, we could have uh, performed a lot better. It's still like stuck in part of my head, but which I should overcome. But yeah, hope next time I can like really focused on a tournament and make and they happy <laughs> yeah just 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 want to say that well we have we have faith in you june it's always a pleasure watching your support play and seeing some of the some of the crazy things you can do i, I don't know i i'm always impressed by it so yeah uh, and you, you know getting the experience of you know, going to Sweden, playing in a LAN, and just, you know, the more times you do that, the more comfortable you'll be, you know, for the next sure. land. And, you know, it's just something to learn from and, yeah. yeah, come back stronger with the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I I shouldn't have, but I think I looked at it as more of a, like, vacation that's really bad <laughs> as a professional. Like, like I kind of hate myself or me, even slightly thinking that, like... I spend a lot of time with just players, like going out or looking to places. Like, they when I think of it now, I kind of 
I kind of uh, like understand why, you know, some of the player, I'm not going to say who, were a little bit frustrated with me, which I kind of understand it now when I think about it. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is, it's so amazing that you guys get yeah. the opportunity yeah. to be flown out to yeah, Sweden to, to yeah. play hot. Can't really yeah. blame you for, for enjoying yeah, it. But as like well, in the end, yeah. it's, it's, it's my job as well. Like a gamer to uh, perform well. I kind of let, let people down, I think. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't think about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, June, June like right now, I'm yeah. actually really focused. I would, like, I, I made a pro promise to myself after the mid season, like how kind of disappointment, disappointing I, I played at myself. I promised that. Like I'm gonna try so hard, like hard like like my hardest to like get better and prep for um BlizzCon. So uh keep uh keep watching me as I grow as a player. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um you know, if, if you if you say you have a lot of room to grow, that just that's very exciting for me oh. because <laughs> I'm already looking at your play like damn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's awesome. I'm excited. Well, yeah. Thank you again for your time. It was uh, it was a lot of fun today. Yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me. That's it for the third episode of Nexus Night. Special thanks to June. You can follow him on Twitter and Twitch at JuneHots underscore. Thanks again to all our Patreon supporters. You can find us at patreon.com slash nexusnight. And of course, thanks to our producer, Hotaru. We hope you enjoyed the show. Woo!